everybody to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting for the, today is Friday, January the 22nd, when we're filming this for you or recording this for you. And today's topic is Ting, Jing, and Yi of Clear Tai Chi with a bit of, a, of an emphasis on the healing side of the art, uh, but there's a bit more to it than that. And with us today is Matt Holker, uh, regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hello, Matt. Everybody. Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area. He can tell you where. Hi, everybody. This is Greenbelt, Maryland. It's about 12 or 13 miles east of Washington, D.C. Chris Walsh. In, welcome. Art, uh, Chris Walsh in Maine. He can tell you which parts. Hello, everyone. I'm in uh, Hollowell, Maine, just outside of Augusta. Welcome. You. Uh, let's see. Daniel Stringer in Central Florida, and I'll let him tell you what parts. Uh, we're in Paisley, the land you know, uh, north of Orlando, and hello. hello. Nice picture with the guys, by the way. The uh, And that I saw from you sometime the other day, when you look at the stuff for the uh, that's the regional organizers only. There'll be some stuff for you for what to do with pictures like that and, and all that kind of thing. So that way you can share it with other folks who would like to see such things. Yeah, uh, The uh, Welcome. Um, Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Thank you, Sifu. Hello, hello, hello. Oh. Um, let me make sure I don't miss anybody here. Uh, Jim Kelly in Boca Raton. Yep, Sunny Boca. Yep. Hello, seafood. Thank you. Yeah. Greg Nolmeyer in Michigan. I'm going to tell you what parts. Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti. Hey, everybody. Hello. Phil. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hi, y'all. Hey, Phil. And. Yep, Ty Talbert. I'm looking for Sheila on there so too. So, okay, Ty Talbert. Hello, everyone. Colton. I'm in Colton, right outside of Los Angeles. So I teach in Loma Linda and Redlands. Hello, hello. And probably joining us uh, momentarily. She was on the call earlier and probably had to go run and serve a chocolate customer. Um, but Sheila Bell from uh, Costa Rica in Guanacaste, the Pacific Northwest region. Um, near Laveria Airport. And she teaches in a couple of other locations there. In Playa del Coco and uh, Playa del Panama. Uh, ooh, not better than me on that. Okay. The, uh, all right. So uh, Ting and E is essential to be able to manipulate internal energy, right? They become Dongjing, knowing, and you can get information for this throughout the Clear Tai Chi program. Um, however, I do recommend that you start with our dong for if you're really interested in this aspect of things with the Dongjing video, knowing video of Clear Tai Chi. And that video is available at, at TaiChiKnowing.com. Cool. Um, so uh, we're going to start with the, with Ting and E for healing. And we're going to talk about E mind skills in more, more in depth later in the recording so if you're not getting that if you're listening to the first part of this and going they're not talking about that yet we will it's just a matter of going through the things we're going to talk about all right um 
So also with this, because we're talking about Ting and E and may end up getting into other levels, if you want to know more about what that what that is about, you'll want to listen to watch the roadmap to internal power, which is available at uh, TaiChiRoadmap.com. I know those are complicated URLs <laughs> and whatnot, but okay. So this comes from Harry Legg, and I'll let him tell you. And he says, the average Tai Chi practitioner seems to think that healing in Tai Chi comes purely through doing the form. And he didn't say this. I'm going to say this, that that's just doing the choreography does not give, magically give you healing. It does get you up off the couch. So it's something. But the more profound kind of healing things, that that alone is not what's doing it that you have to have a lot more. And what he says is we know that it also requires having good posture, breath, coordination, and song, which is relaxation and structure combined while doing the form. But it also requires a lot more. And Harry, I'll let, since you're the one that said all this stuff, I'll let you add anything else you want to add in there at the moment. Uh -huh. um, no, I said it pretty well. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. No. Um, I, I, well, you know, it come, my saying things like that also just come from uh, engaging with people on social media a lot, which can be a nightmare. Um, on a good day. Yes, yes, yes. And then, then you wonder, why did I even bother? But I don't always want to be that way. So sometimes you have to have the energy and know you're going to need to invest some if you want to engage. So frequently people are, are just constantly saying, just do the form, just do the form. It's all in the form. Now they're saying that because a lot of the, unfortunately, a lot of senior teachers have thought that, or people that they thought of as senior teachers in a lot of cases, just taught that and sometimes it's that the people don't that they're not really senior teachers and they don't know better and sometimes it's that the senior teachers like what you're bothering me uh go do the form you do the form more you'll get it you know and it's it's go away go away kid you're bothering me you know this guy it, right and they we've you know and we've talked in other um podcasts about how things are withheld and so on and so forth and the indoor student versus the public student but i find many times when i engage in these conversations uh, and it's not to be a smart aleck, but I will throw out uh, several skills and go, okay, please tell me how you're learning hen and ha in your form. Please tell me how you're, yeah, you know, and I, yeah, I don't know. I could, I could name some more crazy stuff. How are you learning to deal with spirit point and, and on and on and on. And they never have an answer. And part of it is, I don't think they know this stuff exists. They, they don't. Yeah. And, and so they don't have that base of reference. Otherwise, they wouldn't be saying it's all in the form. That's so if you want a higher level. Trying to hide it. And then there's that. Well, right. And if you want higher. And I also think people's idea, and this is a generalization, but their idea of healing through doing the form is a very, very base level. Yes, of course, if you have hypertension and you have learned to breathe properly, you know, then there are different breathing techniques and really relax in your form. Yeah, yeah, that, that's going to help with your hypertension. Awesome, very nice. But are you learning to connect to another person, for example, and help them heal? Can you put your mind somewhere in your body and release and all that sort of stuff? Now, you may learn a little of that, but it goes so much further. So that's what I just try to get across to people. But you run into that brick wall so frequently, and it's very frustrating. And we're trying to change that. 
Absolutely. Well, and I know if, if anybody's listening to what we're talking about there or watching it, that they and or have watched other ones of our podcasts and or looking at the materials or buying things, studying materials, that they're getting some of that. Um, and they may well have had some of that somewhere else, or at least had glimpses of it. And there's plenty of stuff today on, in today's world on YouTube, not as good because a lot of times it's more like demonstrations of somebody just doing something, not much explanation usually. And or they can buy books and there's a bunch of different books written by a lot of different people and, and there's other sources for information and including what we're putting out there in depth. And so what I'm saying is that the average practitioner can avail themselves now of a lot more information. They, they're able to get a better sense of it that way. And then as they get in there and they find somebody saying, oh, no, it's only the form, just do the form. They can really evaluate it ideally a lot better. Um, because of that. And so uh, hopefully we're going to help you with some of that today, but we'll see. The, the next thing I want to get into before we go further into that is that at the end of our last uh, recording there a week ago, which is which you may have just watched or that it's available um, on our site there, is that um, some of you did not, some of our folks on here didn't get to weigh in last time. And what we want to know is what is your favorite teen experience teaching lesson and so if you didn't get to weigh in on that last time Daniel I know you didn't so I'm going to probably start with you but if any of the other ones if you didn't get to weigh in on that I'd like to have you try to answer this a little bit it pertains to what we're talking about today and then it's obviously a continuation kind of what we did last time so what would you say is your favorite teen experience or teen teaching lesson something that had to do with really enhancing teen and I know that you had like uh, feeling the bear, which, uh, so there was that one. And then the experience with Carly feeling you for feeling the bear. So that, but that may not be the favorite one. You probably, I'm sure you've had a lot of other team experiences. Uh, what is one you, you'd care to share? Uh, well, uh, as you said, there's been a lot. I mean, I will encourage anybody who is interested in Ting or anything like that, just being around Sifu Clear uh, for long periods of time, it's kind of a weird experience, but things uh, get cultivated that way just from being around him and the guys and everybody here and just working the stuff. So uh, I think my favorite one I'm working on currently, other than just past experiences, is, um, you know, we did the advanced Fogong workshop in November. And so I've been kind of doing some of the sensing energy stuff. And I was using spirals uh, for Ting instead of using it for receiving or generating force. Uh, I've been kind of like playing with spiral energy to feel more and like kind of get around blocks and stuff. And so that's been really neat. I just started working on that last week. Um, and as far as teaching, almost anything, any, I mean, anything from this, the most simple thing we do in the level one uh, where we get people to feel the pulse or the digestion or any of that kind of stuff or to more advanced things or more things like what Sifu was talking about, uh, sensing a bear as it was walking in, a, in the, in the woods. Uh, Every time that happens, either to yourself, it's it's pretty exciting. But every time you see that light bulb go off on someone else and they realize what's possible and they realize what they can do with the art and all this kind of stuff, it's just, it's always fun. It's always a good time. Do you have a student that you worked with where they got something that was really either surprising or they got maybe more information than you would have thought or that their experience of it was somehow um, outstanding to you in some way? Uh, many, honestly, many. I mean, everything from... Uh, a former student that I used to teach Kung Fu two years ago before I met Sifu Clear um, and helping him feel he had suffered with an ankle problem and helping him uh, and he had for like 10 years 
helping him feel that and feel how we could send his weight around it and relieve some of the pressure. And he, I mean, the man started crying. I mean, he's a you know grown man. He's not a, a sensitive person, but just the fact that he could feel what was going on and, um, and felt relief was, was a very moving moment for him about other students that uh, when they came to us, they were very against any E or, or Chi kind of ideas. And, and, and just from a religious background that were like, this is not okay. This is not true. And then now it's, you know, the most favorite thing for them. And so, uh, and then my wife has been working, we live out in the middle of the country. Uh, she was with us in the mountains with Sifu Clear's wife as we were on horseback when we had the experience, when I had the experience sensing the bear. And uh, she's getting pretty good at it around here. I mean, she picks them up pretty quick now, so. Uh, it's a good thing to know before you, like in flight, like you guys have them there in Florida too, and us here. It's a good thing to be able to feel the bear before you step outside into proximity with the bear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Florida black bear are not real aggressive, but they are pretty big, so yeah. Cool. Um, and then uh, the next one to ask you is the Dongjing experience or Dongjing teaching lesson. One where rather than it being Ting, it was actually it was actually more like Dongjing. Uh, well, I would say, I mean, again, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I didn't know to answer the questions. So I didn't come prepared, but I, Sorry. there's a lot of these that uh, like on the Dongjing, there's a lot of things that happen. Um, I don't always like to use the term psychically because it has such different connotations for different people. Um, but sometimes picking things up from people and just knowing it. And it's interesting that some people, uh, you will pick something up from them, uh, which is could be personal or private or, or whatever, just, you know, an image or anything. And um, the interesting thing is they know. I have, I've had a lot of experiences at the restaurant. Sifu gave me a uh, exercise to do a couple of years ago. It's just, you know, put the mind out. I work in a busy restaurant, just see what you can feel. And I pick things up all the time. And it's interesting that it's a it's a two-way connection that even people that don't do tai chi they they know that what you're saying is accurate and all this kind of thing so it's just you know weird stuff but cool stuff uh, cool man the uh all right who who else did not get to weigh in on that question last time like they were like we we did it towards the end of our call and so if you had to leave early chris did you get to weigh in on that last time chris wolf Gotta unmute me. Yeah, sorry. Did you get the way in on that, or have we? Or if you don't remember us talking about it, then it was after you had had to leave. Yeah, I, I I know I weighed in on on some stuff, but I don't think I weighed in on that. Um, okay. As far as ting, ting teaching, ting ting, I I I can I can talk uh, with knowing. I'm 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 definitely not teaching knowing. Um, Teaching, teaching knowing is not really so much how it goes. It's that the ting gets so good. And one day you just kind of know something and you're like, how okay. did I know that? And it's that the ting with the ting, you picked it up and that's where it starts to get that. Yeah. I've, I've I personally can't... experienced that in, in a lot of my life. Um, I never knew what it was or, or could put a word to it. Um, but with, with my students uh, working with them, uh, working on ting is the level where, where, where I'd be more focused on it. And then it's, it's still very new for them and it, it, it's exciting when they feel something. So simple things, uh, you know, from, from the beginning level is just uh, working with your root and their root and allowing or, or, or helping them feel your root. If they can feel your root, if you're rooting and they can feel your root or if you can feel their so root. Here's kind of a question on that. Was there something like root 
or one of the other skill sets where when you first learned it, it really surprised you was like, wow. Me. Yeah. See, For me, yes. Um, and, and that was working with you. And I, I don't even, I wouldn't even think that you would remember it, but there was just one moment where you were demonstrating something and I was standing there uh, while you were demonstrating it. And you put your hand about this far away from me and then you pushed. And I just felt the, the pressure of the energy just pushed me. You didn't touch me. You know, I, didn't touch me at all. And, and that's when I said, wow, this is real. And that made a big, big difference in, in how I saw things because it, it became a real thing, not a hope or uh, something in your mind kind of thing. It, it was, I actually feel this. And it made it easier to feel other, other things after that. So you really need that direct experience to flip the switch sometimes. Yeah, once you know you're there, then it's a lot, then it isn't, yeah. is that thing actually existing? It's like, I know it's here somewhere. I'm going to find it. Yeah, yeah, it's like the difference between having faith and absolutely knowing. Yep. 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 Any, any, uh, anything you can think of for a student where you were working with something uh, along those lines and they picked up on something and it really stood out? Oh, I, I think with the students, uh, what, what they've been able to feel with me is, um, you know, when we're, we're holding our hands out and expressing energy there, feeling that, or uh, when they're making the energy ball and I put my hand into their energy ball and they can feel uh, when I push into their hand or I just put my hand into their energy ball, they can feel that. Um, but I, I don't have anything that really jumps out at me with them yet. Yeah, uh, no, I get it. Good, good. All right. And then anywhere it was like you just knew and, and it was surprising because it had that um, didn't, you didn't realize it was at that level, but you knew right away that um, any Dongjing experience or Dongjing when you're teaching somebody and they're, they just, oh, I can feel that, you know, or, oh, I know that. And, and that it was kind of sudden in that way. You know, I, I think I have had the experiences, but it, it doesn't seem to have left an impact that I'm able to recall it for okay. this conversation. But, yeah. you know, I, I can feel inside, you know, these things have happened lots of times. And, and I just, I don't know. I, I know when I'm with people, I know things, I can feel things. Um, I, I can see things before they happen. I, I've even tried to tell people about things that are going to happen that are in the future. And Is there any of those that stand out to you as being particularly interesting or profound or? Well, not in Tai Chi, but I, I think in, in knowing, um, you know, going back to the experience that I, I talked about when I moved to Maine, um, there was a point early on, um, before I really knew what was going to happen, that I had a conversation with um, um, my wife's uncle, and we were we were just at the very beginning talking about what we wanted to do. And um, when I was talking to him, I knew for a fact in our conversation that I would be moving to Maine, and I didn't know why. I, I just I just knew it. And um, that's what happened. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It was a it was a weird feeling, and and I have felt those things before in in my life, where it, it's different, and you got to be careful with it because if you start to try and interact with it on purpose, your ego gets involved. That's right. And, and then it becomes very blurry, and it's hard to tell if if your ego is creating or manifesting, or if this is real. 
So you, you have to be careful with what, what right. knowing is. And I, and I hope that as I'm going through um, where there's real, you know, legitimate work that goes into this skill that it'll be easier for me to differentiate and uh, work with and understand this level. Uh, because before I, I was just, I didn't know what I was going on. It either happened or it didn't happen. And now it's, it creates a lot of uh, hope and optimism that it's a skill that you can, you can attain and, and it can be real for yourself rather than, you know, maybe you think it, maybe it happens. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to know for sure and be able to, when it's happening, have an absolute knowledge of it where sometimes I still wonder, is that my ego getting in the way? Yep. The trick to it is to make sure that you take that ting and you put enough work into the ting um, and that the work itself is being done and that you're not so super attached to, I want to know what's going to happen. I want to, because if it, if it becomes like that, that's where you really end up either fantasy creeps in or your yeah. ego creeps in, you know, and all these other things. And so it really is keeping a very strong work ethic and a very uh, grounded mind about the whole thing and a very uh, skeptical uh, researcher attitude about the whole thing. And by which I mean, not everything doesn't exist. No, 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 not that. I'm really saying um, that it's, well, let's test that out. Yeah. Is that real? Is that a thing? Is that actually doing something? Um, how can we fool with that and test it and see? And just because it works sometimes doesn't mean it's gonna work all the time, but if it's not, then again, getting in there and getting into the nitty gritty of why, what do I have, what do I have to do to make it so that that's more consistent and all those kind of things. And it really is a work and a process um, that you have to, that if you're going to be serious about it, that you have to put the time and effort into it like that. If you don't, then you're going to be getting, you know, you're going to start going off the, off the reservation and in different kinds of ways and wackiness and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is a, uh, uh, an appropriate time, but um, I, I feel, and I think this is still something new to me, that in a moment of being connected and, and, and feeling connected, it's usually when information flows to me. Um, yep. I right. feel though that there's a, a two-way direction on that, but I, I don't really understand that at all. It just kind of feels like there is, but I yep. don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yep. Um... Yeah. So right now you're saying the listening part is really developing good, but the actually sending back out, you're not quite yeah. there. Yeah. That'll come and there is training for that. Um, that's really where it starts to get, go from the Jing, uh, the Ting Jing into the E aspect directly. Um, and so, and there's specific training for that as well. And I'm, I'm putting that, I basically have the curriculum for that program um, finished like together and it's a matter of um, offering it as a course or that kind of thing, which I, I'm for the deeper part of that, I probably won't offer that as a, as a, um, like a DVD. It'll either be some kind of information product or, and it'll be something where people will do it live, whether that be through zoom or um, in person as, as and when we're able to do that. But there is stuff for that. Specific, specific training for that. Cool. Was there anybody else that did not get the weigh in last week on this? Jen, did you get the weigh in on these questions last week? No, I, I, I did not. I think I, uh, I had to go earlier, but uh, I, 
I've found a lot of, it's been very interesting for me. And I, I know I've mentioned this before and I appreciate meeting you and, and having the experience to have somebody to be able to explain and quantify and qualify a lot of the, the aspects of the Jing or the knowing, uh, the Ting. Uh, it's, it has been interesting. I, I have interacted and I interact a lot with people and sometimes you just know when somebody is sincere or when they need help or sometimes you know when you know they're just calling out a necessity and really don't want to change anything and don't need help so don't want help yeah as far as training i've always found this very interesting because it's a hard concept for people to accept especially when they don't have any any experience or any training where they don't think they do but the whole thing about ting i mean it's been around since the you know since the creation of humanity you you can look at any any parent or any mother and their child and the mother has a ting and a knowing with what the child needs or wants and this is something that you know, we, we look at and we accept, but then when you try to change it into a broader concept, you know, people start talking about, you know, witchcraft and, <laughs> and all kinds of <laughs> hocus pocus type of stuff. And it, it really, really isn't. It, it's just a, an extension of or, or a, a refinement of what we already do. I mean, yeah. a lot of people, I, yeah, I tend to put it that that's something that God naturally gave us, just like we have eyes and ears and other stuff. And so don't go off into the witchcraft thing. Also, don't go off into, oh, I'm somehow super special and unique. It's no, everybody has this. Maybe your vision is 2020 and theirs is a little blurry or whatever, but they still have eyes. And, yes. and it's the same thing with this. It's, it's unfortunately, it gets people use it, abuse it, uh, make it up try to don't really have a lot of skill with it and then fake it and all kinds of other craziness. Um, but that, but that it really is something that is innate and that people have it. And most like, if you go out like here, we go out to the park and we see the deer, the deer, you can very much tell that they're picking up things, perceiving things, other wildlife. If you have the experience of being around that, um, it is a natural phenomenon, not, not some kind of, not some kind of witchcraft. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. And again, we accept it under certain circumstances. I, I know my wife knows when our dog ha- wants something to eat or has to go out. <laughs> and and it's a kind of a, you know, they're on that same le- wavelength or she is able to, you know, to read that, that, that specific animal. I know I've had horses that, uh, you know, you, you ride a horse and it, you don't have to give it commands and it knows what you want to do. So yep. there That's are right. different, we, we experience it in different aspects of our lives, I believe. And, and it's just a matter of being able to explain it, being able to teach it, being able to quantify it. And I, I love getting together with people and doing the push hands in, in just a simple ting or knowing with you know, with your push hands technique, it's almost like, you know, I can feel somebody probing or, or, or I can 
feel what they're trying to do or trying to push at. And, and it's, it's just a matter of becoming more acclimated to it. So it's, there are all different levels to it. And I look forward to continuing on into my nineties, <laughs> learning all of it. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite, um, uh, like Dongjing experience or teaching, uh, where you were teaching somebody or whether you picked up something from them like that, or they picked up something as you were teaching or where they really, um, got Ting where it started to edge towards that way. And, and again, I, 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 with my profession in law enforcement, I, I am constantly meeting people and sometimes under adversarial, you know, circumstances. Sure. And, and it's interesting now to, to be able to almost. You can see it kind of. Communicate. Yeah. It's almost like a communication thing where, okay, do we want to go this way? Do we want to actually <laughs> physically hurt each other or can we accept the fact that, you know, this is going to have to play out in a certain way and, you know, let's just, let's just skip this, you know, the physical end of it and, <laughs> yeah, get to and it. we need to do and, and that's it, you know, but, and it, it's, it is interesting to feel into some people. And I know I've called you on different occasions and I've, I've dealt with people that were, you know, really high or people that were extremely crazy. <laughs> and, and there have been times when I couldn't make the connection and I can't, you know, I couldn't feel where they were coming from because I don't think they knew where they were coming they from. Feel it either. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they're out of their mind. And so you're going, I can't feel their mind. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remember the one call where, you, where we were talking about exactly that, a dude that, that was out there. And yeah, yep. Yes. But, and then on, you know, as far as uh, feeling things, I, I had a very pleasant experience. One of the students, uh, it was complaining she was going to have to leave early from a class because of a migraine headache. And, and just being able to accept the feeling and did some of the fogong and I, you know, I could actually feel the part of her head with, you know, she was having the, the headache and was able to draw it. And, and that was a, you know, that was another one of those uh, points for me that said, gee, you know, it's, it, it does get more and more interesting. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yes. Was there anybody else? Sheila, did you get the paint on this last time? Yes, I did. Okay. Was anybody else that dog, didn't yes. get the, anybody else that didn't get the way in? Okay, so I just wanted to make sure that I had given everybody that opportunity and ideally to talk about it a little more in depth. Um, and so again, like what we've talked about, if you want Dongjing and there's other stuff to know and different things to learn how to feel both in yourself and on another person, and the Dongjing video teaches you kind of a way to approach that and to build it so that it becomes that knowing. I mean, I could literally build that video as how to, how to become psychic, but I wouldn't feel like that was a very honest approach only because there's so many people that think so many things when it comes to that and in this case it really is that sensitivity being able to perceive things that we have absolute ability to feel and working your way into more and more things that you can still feel but that are um 
most people would consider difficult to feel at the very least. And then building that into the point where your feeling becomes good enough, strong enough, fast enough that it becomes, you know, this as opposed to your feeling for that. Anyways, that's Dongjing and that's at, that's at TaiChiKnowing.com. So I want to discuss how the Ting, how the Ting skill plays a big part in the healing of yourself and others and for martial art. It really is what you can feel and your ability to um, interact and act on that with that, uh, manipulate that, those kinds of things, gym manipulation, you know, this, this kind of a thing. And then um, for in yourself and uh, for others and how to do that with and for others. And the fog gets into that quite a bit because um, you're learning how to manipulate that energy on and with somebody else for a healing result, right? Um, Yi, E is how it's pronounced. E is your focused mind intent. In traditional Chinese medicine, it says the Qi follows the E. So your mind goes there and then the energy follows that. And when you're working with somebody and you feel the thing on them, so you're using your mind for the sensitivity and then you go and you physically, but also then with your mind, you're doing the action, then their energy will follow that as well. Especially if you're in, if you're talking to them about what's going on and you're in cooperation, working together so that their mind is feeling what you're doing both with your mind and your energy and then their mind is going there and then their energy will follow that as well and so you can actually get a result there and again the fog gong is specifically about that um anyways is there anything on the last couple of things i said that any of you wanted to weigh in on or make a point about or like that harry looks like he's saying yes me. well you know when uh, for for people that have not developed a lot of ting skill yet when they uh, hear what you can feel. Um, I just thought maybe it's worth making sure that they understand it's not just feel hand on, but what you can sense. You know, it, it, it graduates to you're standing across from me and I can feel your root right now, or I can sense where you have an imbalance. So it does, it goes further than just hands on feeling. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, for the fog gun, most of it is feeling things in the weight in the field. So it's like if you make an energy ball and your hands are somewhere between an inch and a foot apart, but you can feel that energy in there. And that's what you're feeling on the weight chi field. And then you're actually learning how to pick up different kinds of sensations and what those sensations mean and how to interact and interpret that, interact with that, and then manipulate that and that kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. And learning to feel the other person's mind as well as as the, your skill level keeps progressing, it keeps going a whole bunch of places. Yeah, talk uh, about that a little bit more about <laughs> the and the uh, and just from your own perspective and thoughts and those kinds of things. So. Well, well, one of the things I'll say, and and this this is applicable to basically every level of ting that you begin to uh, to learn. Uh, to have skill at so you have hands-on and I remember you uh, not really joking but but knowing it was kind of funny going hey do you know where you were tight your big toe and we're like yeah right no but you really can feel that specific into the body you know, when I have a new student and I'm first working with them and I'm like all right now go to my knees and for us at our skill level, it's like, yeah, piece of cake, boom, I'm right there on your knees. But they're having to search and to find that. And yeah, so, 
hands on like at the on their elbow and their shoulder and you can feel their knees where their knees are at as opposed to say their upper thigh or their calves and yes. you can actually pinpoint i now have my mind and force going to your in this case or, or you know when i say force if you're just doing it to sense it not much force but enough right. slight pressure they may not even perceive it if they're a beginner they don't even perceive it usually but right and, and like you're talking about Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and so the, the point I'm, I'm also making is that what seems really, really small in your ability to feel something like, ah, that's really subtle. Well, eventually what's really subtle becomes like a wide open window. And you're like, oh, that's really obvious. But that doesn't happen right away. So when I uh, just a moment ago talked about feeling someone else's mind, I remember, and now that I'm amazing at it, but my skill continues to progress. I remember when we first began that training, it was, uh, it's that drill where you put the hand up and they, and then the, your partner goes to, to tap it. And you're not just trying to move it uh, just by visual you're using your mind to feel theirs and there's this signal there's really not a good word to use for this but there is a feeling that you get when you feel their mind tell them to do that and when you can feel that you move your hand and they don't get you and i remember that feeling being so incredibly small i'm like really that's it and now it's more obvious. And so now you can, you know, where uh, some of the stuff where I'm at right now is I can feel where someone has their mind, how far it's expanded. Is it inside me? Do they just have it inside them? Is my mind going out further than theirs? Is it, and, and, it, and it goes, you know, many, many more places and probably places I don't even know yet, but um, it, it just keeps growing. And so yeah, this thing. Idea, like in the classroom on that, um, it's that you're learning how to do it with somebody who at first they're having to be pretty loud if you're being a teacher for that. But eventually it's that they're trying to be kind of sneaky about it. And yet you can still perceive that signal, right? What happens if you're out somewhere and somebody's standing there and they're all kind of inside super angry and they're thinking about really slugging you is that it is that you feel it so thick you can taste it. Yeah. And so you, you pick it up really early as soon as that thought's going through the head and you're already like able to go, I need to get away from this person and move off instead of standing there and, the, and then realizing, uh-oh, this doesn't look, plow, you know, now they've hit you. Uh, <laughs> and you pick it up very, very early. Hey, this isn't looking so good here uh, or feeling good or, you know, there's an issue here and I'm going to give that person some distance. And yes. that'll get there, you know, and then you it really can uh save you from having a lot of problems have used it like that uh and it builds to the point where it becomes truly for lack of a better word psychic uh the one that come into mind was the one that matt and i were at where the, i knew what the dude was going to do like every action four actions out and he took all four of the actions including spinning his truck around and the way he peeled it around and the way he pulled up and and the and the way that he move from what he was doing to doing these things and and all of it and what we were going to need to do in response based on how he was going to do I and mean, it was all very accurate and he hadn't done anything yet and i basically related to him and then dude did exactly what i had said he was going to do like i couldn't have planned it better if we were filming if we had planned it as a movie and i said i want the dude to do these four things like this and then he did those things um and yeah. so it goes it goes there it becomes that and that's, that's knowing yeah 
one of my favorite little stories is um, pushing hands with you. This is several years ago now, um, before I really understood any of this at all. And you're letting me be all grr and rough and trying to move you. And I'm getting nowhere with it. And I'm like, all right, so what are you doing? And he said, I'm blocking you with my mind. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But, but, it's, <laughs> but you were. So, so I knew enough to go, hmm, okay. And with my mind, I like created a needle and I went right through and I moved you and you went, oh, okay. I know, I know what you did. That was good. That was good. Try that again. And, and I did the same thing and, and nothing. And I'm like, what the heck? And he goes, I just expanded my mind and made it bigger, thicker. You can't get through it. I'm like, oh my gosh. But, you know, so going back to my first conversation, this podcast, good luck uh, just doing the form and getting these skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And the bigger mind thing being that I actually projected E or that mind intent and then the awareness part of it and then the action behind that awareness, the E, um, and filled up that kind of space with it. Um, and that was, a, that was a simple one, um, because I enveloped what you did there from, from what you're saying, but there's other skills that you could then do with that, that get to be fairly, um, quite a bit more complex. The, the one for the size one like that is, and I know, you know, it. you're, you're very familiar with that now, um, it's sort of a simple skill when we're talking about it from the standpoint of very advanced. Right. Um, but for beginners, it's, it sounds like it's almost impossible. Um, and it, it is that you build to it. Yes. And now a word from our sponsor. What is internal power? Most people only understand external exerting power, which is another way of saying tense muscle strength, bigger, more tense muscles equal more power. That's external power. Internal power comes from pretty much anything except tensing your muscles. There are many sources of internal power and tapping into them is more of a mind skill than anything else. This is where the phrase mind over matter comes from. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. Students come to me for the mind over muscle secrets of internal power that are hard to find anywhere else. Over the past 40 years, I figured out how to get students on the fast track to effortless power. I created a one-of-a-kind online program that is getting such amazing results for my students that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you. So let me just interject at this point because we've we've talked about some some things that sound pretty incredible or fantastic if you don't if you haven't been trained up for it if you've not had the experience of it directly um and, and you know maybe some of the folks out there listening have been like with a master or have seen this kind of stuff but i know a lot of people haven't and they've only heard of it and it's it can seem kind of unbelievable and there's what's what's funny about that to me is that when you do the training if you have this expectation and you're kind of looking for these skill sets and you really get into the training, what happens is it, 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 for a lot of people, it, it almost gets lackluster because it's not supernatural. It's very, it's actually natural. It's very natural. And very palpable. And very palpable. And the steps for training it are very concrete. And it's, um, 
it's just it's it's very um, it's just very real. Like there's nothing supernatural about it. Now, are the skills that you develop extraordinary? Yeah, they're extraordinary skills, and that not a lot of people do the work uh, or take the time to develop them. Um, and, and what I've got here, and then pick it up from right there, is yeah. that like E is a big part of Tai Chi healing and for martial arts. You have to be able to find the target, aim at the target, and stay precise and on task while you're working. And I'm making that sound like it's a few simple steps, but there's a good body of training to be able to do that stuff correctly and well. Yeah, well, and just just to find the target, like if you're talking about the target, uh, you know, um, in terms of uh, like Harry's students where just physically the target was the knees and like just trying to put the energy through the body into the knees and, and find the vectors of force that will land on the knees like that at first can be challenging. But then once you get that and that's a little easier, then there are other kind of subtle feelings that you can also feel for and really own and master. And then that builds in layers and layers and layers. And you start to get more sensitive to a bunch more things, including someone's mind intent where you literally can feel it and you can feel it on contact, you can feel it at a distance, you can, you know what it feels like. And you, because, you know, you, you have felt it enough times before that you get that sense of it and it becomes knowing and it becomes knowing a, a, a kind of an extraordinary thing. <laughs> you, you know, uh, you know, where someone's mind is at literally. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's very, um, the steps to get there are very tangible and it's not supernatural. It's a very natural process. It's, it's a lot like the car mechanic that we've talked about in, you know, prior episodes that, you know, has listened to enough engines that he knows what's going on under the hood just by hearing it now. Um, it's, you know, that's not a supernatural skill set, but it is a very extraordinary skill set. Not a lot of people develop it, but it can be developed. And this is the same thing. Um, it just, you know, it, it, it sounds supernatural, but it's not, it's just extraordinary. <laughs> Part of what makes it unusual. The one difference between, I do like using the car analogy and the car mechanic and being able to hear the car and tell you all sorts of things about the car, what parts are off, where there's maybe a leak in it. Um, some, how some timing needs to be adjusted, how the, something's about to go out soon and all those kinds of things. At the same time, they're not able to typically, I'm not seeing anybody do this, to have a, a result happen with the vehicle without touching the vehicle. Mm. In other words, they hear the problems in the car, but then they have to open up the hood and actually work on the parts or replace the parts or put in more uh, oil or grease something or you know all those kinds of things. And with people, when it's you working on a person using the, the traditional Chinese medicine approach, the fogong, qigong approach, what's happening is that you perceive the thing and then you're able to actually facilitate the healing and you're not touching them still. This is not the beginner level. I'm talking about something fairly advanced now, but very doable and it's in our system, right? And so people go, okay, but that's now supernatural. Well, from the traditional Chinese medicine standpoint, it's not because the, the order of the protocol on it is that the mind, your mind, and we all have a mind, and, and most people would not argue that, leads, and wherever it goes, whatever it does, the chi follows. So the chi follows the e, the mind. So the energy follows the mind and your body. And if you think about it, if you start getting angry enough, 
you start getting red, your blood pressure goes up, you start to swell in body parts. And so your mind is doing something and your body is responding to that. If you're very attracted to someone of the opposite sex, uh, you know, you get the idea. The, uh, there are certain kinds of physiological things that change and take place. And it starts at the pheromone level and it, and it may actually start, let's say this at the mind level, the pheromones kick into whatever degree. And there's some, obviously sometimes it's the pheromone first, the mind, you, you perceive that even if you're not aware, your mind then has a response, your energy then has a response like that. If you're gonna engage in an activity and you're getting ready to do it, like picking up a heavy box and you know it's heavy, your whole body will start to take a shape. You don't think about that shape you're taking and that way that you're mobilizing your strength. It's that your mind knew I'm about to heavy, pick up a heavy box and the energy and you started to follow suit to what it needs to pick up that heavy box. And then your body, here's the next one. So it's the mind, the energy follows the mind in your body. And then the physical part of the rest of you, your, your physical flesh, and blood and bone um, follows the chi. And they say that the blood follows the chi, but really it's the whole, the whole physicality follows the chi, follows the energy, what the energy is doing, or at least it tries to. And so if I'm feeling someone else with my mind, their mind is able to perceive that to some degree for, you know, depending on the person, sometimes not very much, sometimes a lot. My energy is following what my mind is doing to work in that. And it's a trained mind skill. And so my physicality didn't have to go in there. But what happens is that their mind feels that their mind is now uh, to whatever degree that it does. Their energy is following suit to that. And then their physicality will also change because of that or respond to that and follow. And so I'm making this sound a bit mechanical right now, and I don't really mean to as much as to tell you that there is a very concrete set of steps there. And the traditional Chinese medicine is based on those steps. That's sort of its some of its fundamentals in terms of how it works. And that the evidence for that is, is overwhelming, that, that there is benefit. It does, does it do everything? No, I don't know any one kind of medicine that is, that is the panacea or the pill for everything. Um, but there are certain things that it excels at really helping and healing and affecting and, and doing all of that. And some of the ones that have to do with things like cancer um, and or other internal longer term kind of phenomena, um, as long as it's caught reasonably early enough or there isn't a mindset creating it that I'm getting into the medicine aspect here, because there can be a mindset on the person who's got the malady that is driving them towards the malady. And if they're very set and that's how it's gonna be, and I don't mean consciously going, yes, I want the cancer. I mean that they're, they're really having things, certain kinds of thoughts, certain kinds of actions that really just scream, I'll use lung cancer and smoking, and they're just determined to smoke. And they've got certain things that go along with that in certain ways that their mind is thinking about all of this and their energy is following suit to that and their physical is then following suit to that, it's gonna be very hard to help that person without them having a very uh, a definite change of mind regarding it and how far along are they in the process now and how much toxicity is there because toxicity still has to come out of their system. These kind, anyways, you get the idea, hopefully. The, uh, and so that's kind of getting into the medical side of it uh, a bit.
one of the things that internal, like clear internal push hands really is used for when it comes to, and this is even for the healing part, is the team development is being done the whole time. It's a very key part of it. And that the mind development in conjunction with that, the E development is really being done as well. And ideally those two skill sets are happening every time you play, every time you touch hands, every time you're, you're doing it. So a lot of people hear the push hands part and they think, okay, you mean like the martial shoving stuff? And it's like, no, that's not really what this is. The, uh, and so this involves building your mind focus, your strength, internal your strength, internal endurance, and your internal speed and the ability to maintain and then that becoming expressed externally and the ability to maintain that while you're under pressure because there is some pressures and some pushing the uh like that and so and to give you an idea um if you can be sensitive enough in the right kinds of ways and can internally take smart actions to that you can really have a much smaller physical person, my daughter Carly, as, as an example, that she can take people who are quite a bit larger and stronger and putting a bunch of force in her and really they can't do anything to her. And I'm not telling you everybody and all the time, I'm just saying it's very common that most of the people she's pushing with are bigger and stronger than her. And when she's on her game, she's able to handle them, right? And this is why. Um, and so, um, the thing to, to let you know there is the internal push hands. Now there's quite a bit more to that. Um, in terms of a program, it's, it's a, uh, one of our larger, uh, packages of material out there. And this is if you do it on video, as opposed to whether you do that digitally online or whether you do it by DVD, or if you come to one of our live workshops, we tend to do the level one here in Tennessee, uh, at the end of August. And then we have, we have, we are doing that, not a lot, but other places. And once COVID's up, and by the time you're hearing this, it's probably, COVID's probably gone. Um, I'm talking about for the, in the podcast section, uh, obviously in the next week or two, everybody will hear it that's in the clear Tai Chi system, but, but it'll be next year probably before you hear it otherwise. Um, anyways, and so we've got a workshop for level one in Sweden um, that will take place once coronavirus is, has been handled enough that we can do that without you know risking ourselves and others to do it. Anyways, for clear internal push hands, you would want to go to oh uh clearpushhands.com. And there'll be information on there about that and regarding that and what you can purchase to study in on that deeper while we're uh while we're trying to get the uh you know outlast COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And the internal push hands game is a—it's just an amazing framework to develop your ting skills and your e skills and your uh, you know every other kind of internal skill we're talking about. If you really want to get like root going on, um, you know the internal push hands game is just a great vehicle for developing all of those internal skills. Um, and ting jing and dong jing. Tingjing and Dongjing, yeah, absolutely. It is probably the fastest way to really tap into Tingjing and Tingjing and turn it into Dongjing um, is by playing that game. It just gives you an extraordinary amount of real time feedback on your skills. Um, and so, you know, it starts simple but builds, and the, the framework is really easy to learn. The rules of the game and the why you're playing it that way are really easy to learn. 
And then from there, it's just what skill are you working on and how good can you get at it? How quick? And, uh, and it's, so all of these things relate to each other in a very real way. Um, and I actually have kind of a, a story about that if we have time yeah, later, go ahead. but, um, well, I, uh, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so one of my favorite, um, to, you know, ting for ting and E for healing, um, is kind of the, the theme today. And one of my favorite moments for that, unfortunately, Ty had to, to leave to get to work, but, um, uh, he, Ty, uh, Talbert, one of our regional organizers, the, the regional organizer out in LA and in that area, um, he had a Dimox strike from, uh, from another, uh, teacher that was, that was left in him that was causing him, uh, pain. And it's one of the, and the guy that did it was one of the known, like if you're a Tai Chi aficionado and you know, like the top 10 to 20 names in Tai Chi, uh, historically, not even just modern, but going back, uh, it was from one of the members of one of the families that is a known entity that, uh, that did this. So, yeah. Yeah. And he had it, the, the, one of the senior people that that most people that are serious about Tai Chi or would have at least an idea of who it is. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, so we're purposely not naming them, even though, even though they deserve a good beating in my opinion. Anyways, go ahead. Well, but so Ty unfortunately had the had been left with the impact of this Dimox strike. Like the the energy was still in him, and it was stuck in him, and it was causing him pain, and it was uh, it was causing him structural issues where he wasn't able to like mobilize part of his body the right way and use it the right way. And uh, and he had had it, I, I gather, for years where he was dealing with the side effects of this and the ramifications of this. And so we. Uh, you know, he came to one of our healing workshops at one of the Fogong workshops and um, uh, we, you know, we worked on him uh, to remove the Dimox strike. And I actually ended up being the one who helped him uh, do that with hands-on under Sifu Clear's direct guidance and supervision and monitoring um, and, you know, coaching. But, uh, but we used the internal push hands game and the position and the 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 skills that we use in the push hands game for our own development that's exactly what we used to remove the dimox strike and we had to use all the skill sets from the game uh to do it you know at at our level and to to really get in there and dissolve the energy and to move it and to get it out and both of us had to be involved and sifu you know carefully uh monitoring coaching us and all of that but really what made the difference was that game and that we had played it enough to have that ability with it and that we, um, and that we could use it as a, you know, as a tool for whatever we wanted to do internally. Um, you know, we, we actually played the game to remove the Dimox strike and it was the clears internal push hands game that, that facilitated that healing in a certain kind of way. In the, in the clear Tai Chi system, I teach you how to do the Demok where it's this like light touches, but they're devastating consequence kind of stuff, usually delayed, but not always. Some of it can be very immediate. And then um, how to remove those kind of strikes as well. And it's the people think of it as if you're not heard the term Demok before, it's like the pressure point strikes or this kind of a thing, but it's actually more advanced than that because you don't have to be used the point and you don't have to like hit it. Um, it is, you can, if it's, if you really have it, um, just a very light tapping or brushing um, or transmission of the energy, which is how the, I almost said the dude's name, which is how this guy struck Ty, just tap, tap like, oh, okay. 
touched them, but it was um, it was in order to do this to him. And anyways, and so it's how to do those kind of strikes, and there's a good number of different ones, and then how to fix those strikes as well. And so I've done it over the years, but my goal here is to take all of our all of everybody who's serious in long-term studying our system and make it so that you can all um, that you can all have the heal be able to heal that and do that because I've had to heal more people than I ever would have thought who've been struck by different teachers, sometimes their teacher who didn't quite mean to hit them like that or tap them like that. Um, and it's because you've got master, there are masters who know how to do this and more than a few of them. Um, and there are masters who also know how to remove it. That's how I got taught. But unfortunately, there are also masters who know how to do it or barely know how to do it and they don't know how to fix it. And there's a fair amount of that. And unfortunately, that means if they tapped you with it and they don't know how to fix it, well, now you got this problem anyways. And so I want, and so for our system, it is complete in, in a number of different ways. And this is one of them and that you learn how to do it and you learn how to fix it. Yeah. The, uh, a quick side note, love is, would be a one of the shin skills or one of the shin elements elements of shin and the feeling of tai chi and prayer etc that the actual feeling of tai chi being done very properly and of prayer and all of that has healing effects and can heal um, and so uh, i just wanted to note that in there so that if somebody said well what about you know if i if i was praying for somebody to love yes that also works it's a different thing and it works to into different levels and different kinds of abilities and depending on what we're talking about um you know the healing power of prayer all that kind of a thing uh, a little different it's kind of like if somebody had their arm cut off in western medicine you can say well you can sit there and pray about it all day while they bleed out or we can treat that and get their arm back on and get them to stop bleeding and so it's the same kind of a thing um with the Chinese medicine on that for certain kinds of maladies and stuff. Yes, the right kind of prayer can actually make some pretty profound differences, but so can doing the Chinese medicine properly in the same way of attaching the arm, but a different, different kind of stuff. Anyways, if they've got blockage, I'll just say it from a simple acupuncture standpoint or a foggling standpoint, if they got blockage, the blockage still has to be removed. Now, if you can pray and the blockage moves out, wonderful. If not, then you need to either put needles in the right places or do the feel the energy field and manipulate the energy so that the blockage is dissolved out so that the energy flow is, is, is appropriate for a healthy body. Um, and you actually have to do that work. And understanding and feeling the blockage, removing the blockage and all that, that goes back into the Dongjing, which is being able to work knowing, and then in that case, knowing at least enough of the Fa Gong and or the internal push hands so that you gain actual knowledge and skill that way. Excuse me, Sifu. Yeah. Quick question, please. Um, sure. Prayer, prayer or love. Um, and would there not be a sort of more physical manifestation of using E to improve a situation? Um, it, it can be. It can be, and it depends on the person. See, a lot of for a prayer for a lot of people, a prayer is sort of like blah 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 blah, blah and it's like, yeah. why am I getting this result? Well, it's because you're really not. You're sort of like mouthing what you want, okay. 
but it's almost more of a either they don't really believe it or they're not they're very unsure about it or it's wishful thinking mm-hmm. thinking imagining in a i wish i had a million dollars kind of a way is different than an intent to get a million dollars to do what you need to do for a million dollars to actually show up right and so there's this action this mindset behind it um it's the mother's love kind of a prayer typically has a very different quality to it than somebody else who's just going okay i'm supposed to pray for henry today who's henry i don't know hey i hope i hope henry does okay you know it's it's a little different than somebody that really has that emotional feeling and that kind of thing and so e would be hey i really want this and i don't just want it like pie in the sky i want it that there is some kind of a mental connection to and sensitivity to and and the connection probably being the right word and a and a mind intent for right that thing so that you really get e that the chi will follow um if i'm talking chinese medicine for right yeah no i understand sure yeah and then uh, when you start talking about like love or the emotional thing, you start getting in certain kinds of ways, uh, you start getting into the shin and then that has power as well, but it is a different level of mind and then it gets into spirit as well where, and that's ideally where you're gonna go with shin mm-hmm. so that there can be an emotional, especially if it's love we're talking about. Now, if it's other emotions, it can get really negative and really bad and really be harmful to yourself and others really quick somebody's so angry that you can cut it with a knife in the air and you feel it. And that's why things are happening. And then that's, that's a bad outcome, especially if they can't control that anger or that anger is just everywhere and, and voluminous, you know, then there's other problems to that. Um, and so that's the other part is learning the discipline of it and really understanding and exercising that discipline of it. And so that's part of the training as well and how to do it so that you really have that discipline as opposed to it being just scattershot or not there at all or uncontrollable um that in that way and if it's love and it's very large and bigger and and uh voluminous and that kind of a thing there's a lot of power in that because it's love typically has good outcomes most of the time will have a good outcome the vast majority i guess it can be misdirected or become obsession or jealousy or other kinds of bad connotations but if it truly is just pure love then that's that one's that one has a much harder time becoming something negative and and so hence the you know love being one of the ones we seek after but in a very big kind of a way and when i say seek after ideally it's there and if not it's how do i manifest that for myself and others and that's probably more than i really meant to say about it here but but to answer your question. Well, no, it, it helped a lot and sort of it puts it into perspective of as you, you know, we relate with Tai Chi where, well, you can do this light choreography sort of dance thing and that's that's so-so or, or that's good and it can be beneficial depending on, you know, how well you do that or how well you pray. But if you have along with, with the praying sort of spirituality and, and e-skill developed that, the, the prayer would sort of help direct uh, E yeah. out. So I guess that's that's what I was thinking of. So yeah, yeah. I understand. Thank you. You're welcome. 
the uh, was there anything else anybody wants to add? I think if there's not anything anybody else wants to add, that we'll probably we'll probably stop for today and then pick it up next time. But I want to make sure that you all had a chance to weigh in. If there's anything else you wanted to add or say, it's, you're very good to do that. Hey, Phil. See, so you just opened up my mind to some very interesting concepts. So one of the things when we talk about Fa Kung. Uh, one of the things you mentioned was that it isn't our energy so much that happens. It's like cosmic energy. Okay, or just that everything has energy, everything is made up of energy. Uh, I'm talking about from a very physics standpoint, and that your ability to feel your own energy, somebody else's energy, that you're plugged into universal energy as opposed to using your own. I think that's what you're probably referring to here. The other yeah, thing okay. you know is that qigong is qi is like energy in a physics term. Anything that's energy, magnetism, uh, gravity, radiation, anything like that. Qi, energy. Kung is work. So energy, work. Fa gong is fa in this case is like emitting. And it's emitting work, which can, which the, the emitting can be a misnomer because somebody will think, oh, I'm emitting and they're emitting their own. And ideally you're not doing that because you've got a sort of a finite amount that's your energy. But if you tie into that universal energy in the right kinds of ways, and there's simple but direct ways to do that, then you're, you're plugging into the universal hose of energy as opposed to using your own. And so it's very important that that be done correctly. And there are different kinds of fogung methods. And the most common one out there, unfortunately, is that they build up their own battery charge of energy and then use that and then build up their own battery charge. And what most people that I've met, mostly acupuncturists who have learned that kind of a method, they end up not building enough of their own energy, putting out yeah. much of that energy they haven't built up and they end up sick from it. And then they realize I'm not doing that anymore because it's gonna kill me. You know, that's really gonna make them ill and they quit doing it altogether and then they just put needles in people. And right. ideally they would be doing the fogung, but if you're gonna build your own, you've either got to really put in the time for the battery charge, which I don't even recommend that as a, as a That's the public method, it's the most common method. It has some flaws to it. The most, most common one is that most people I know that that's their method. They end up, they end up uh, with a deficit of energy, uh, you know, uh, uh, and they, they end up getting sick. Because they, because they just take too much of their own energy doing it and don't build up enough. And so, and then there's other issues to that. But the, um, uh, but for the fog on universal energy, uh, different thing. You're getting as much energy and charge when you do it as the other person is or more, even though they're getting a positive result out of it. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Anyway, but I mean, that's so... But, but what you brought up today was like a really interesting additional twist. And that is with my yi, if I'm feeling in some, into somebody, I'm directing my yi to them and their chi follows. And, and to that degree, it's also self-healing. Yeah, well, think about it. Yeah, it is. And that's, that's in the program. That's what I teach for it is that really your mind is going in there, you're putting your finger on it, but then their mind goes and I don't tell you, I think the part that I probably leave out when I'm teaching the course is that there, I tell you that their energy then is being adjusted and their energy is what makes the difference. Well, the important part there, to some degree, not always necessary but it's it's what it's an ideal result would be that if i'm putting my energy and my mind in there their mind and or energy their mind feels that 
Well, if their mind is feeling and responding and moving to that, their energy is following their mind. Ah, uh, okay. So, so it's not so much their energy is following my mind. It's their mind follows my mind and then their energy follows you, However you're doing it, whether you're doing this with your mind, whether you're doing it with your energy, whether you're doing it physically or some combination of those things, okay. they perceive that. Now, it doesn't always have to be the case. You can work on somebody who's out and like, like in a coma or passed out and still have effect. Okay. And that I know that from having done it, where the person's hooked up to all the machines in the hospital room and I go in and start to work and all the machines start adjusting and they're out. Yeah. You don't have to be awake for it. Now, what neuroscience would say about that is that just because they're out doesn't mean they're not aware. So at least at some level, their mind is still there. Because if their mind's not home, I would say it's going to be very hard to have an effect. You know, if, if their mind is gone. Okay. Looking at somebody that this part's out of it, but they still have, but because they're plugged at the machines, they're still physically alive. Right. Then, then you might, then if you're going to relate to them, you're probably going to have to do it at the level of spirit because the mind isn't really like there now. Okay. Right. But that's, that's really cool. So to some degree, yeah, their mind is participating either at a conscious or unconscious level. Yeah, that's right. There, she is following. Because that's, because that's the logical thing is that if I touch him here, he feels that with his mind. And then immediately his energy starts to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some That's really cool. simple tests for that too that are uh, that are over, you know, irrefutable. It's pretty obvious. Okay, but I mean, the other part that that makes that so cool is that people can resist healing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, if their mind is an is an integral part of the healing. Yeah then it would also make sense that the, if they were resisting at a, at a conscious or subconscious level, it would just blow everything out. It, nothing would happen. That's, that's, right. that, that's very yeah. cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah, thinking about somebody who's depressed for a long time or angry for a long time. I'm talking about not just a few hours or a day or two, but like long-term, how's this going on? They have all these physical effects that come out their spirit. Yeah is leading their mind is then having an effect from that the energy is then taking an effect from that and then it manifests in the body right and we right, know right, that right. in the west that this happens that this is a thing so that's why they give you drugs that are that are supposed to be mood changing so that then everything else will improve even though there's typically problems to the to the drugs for that stuff um and so not a big fan of that it's and then and, and most of the time and then in the psychology, it's okay, we need to get you out of this funk or get you up and past this anger. And then we can, um, and then we can ideally, if it hasn't gone, if the damage to you hasn't gone too far, we can make positive effect on that. And you're, and Phil being a, a physician, I'm sure you know a lot more about what I'm saying here even than I do in terms of how that goes for treatment plans and the outcomes from it and all that kind of stuff. Something that we talk about in the fogging material <clears throat> that um, that I that I think resonates uh, and and is appropriate right now is that really it, at a certain point all healing is self healing that you know we as as healers can do things to facilitate conditions that allow healing and we can do things to encourage healing in certain. No, this is ways. this is for the energy healing he's talking about specifically. So 
Yeah. Let me just say that. Well, and uh, but I mean, even if you're talking about stitching someone up, like you can stitch them up, but it's is this is it the stitches that healed them, or is it their bodies? you know, mechanisms that are actually healing. Like you can facilitate, yeah. you can create the conditions for healing and you can facilitate healing, but really the healing is happening in their body. It's happening like because their body is doing that. And so, and in the West, this is actually well-known. Um, it's so well-known that it's dismissed. It's called the placebo effect. And it is tested against in literally every scientific study that's ever been done. And it's just a phenomenon that is well known that there's a certain amount of healing that will happen because your, you, your mind uh, wants it to and is prepared for it and, and, assumes it and assumes it. And so it will tend, it will produce results uh, in a statistically significant kind of a way. And so everything um, in Western medicine has to be tested against that effect. And it's so well known that we tend to ignore the implications of that, which is that really we can heal ourselves if we want to. We just have to figure out how to tap into that mechanism. And that's a lot of what uh, the ting and the E for healing is, in my opinion, is learning how to kind of tap into that and control that and not have it be such a just an automatic uh, response that we don't have control over, but that we can actually facilitate ourselves. Um, it's what neuroscience is doing as well. Yeah. What they're working on if they haven't got there yet. Yeah. Cool guys, lady. <laughs> any other, any other thoughts, questions, things to add? Sheila? Uh, could I ask you a question after we're done on, on hey, something related not this? Yeah. What's that, Sheila? I was just going to say it's a great conversation. I didn't participate uh, this time, but it was very interesting. And I really appreciate being part of this community. And I hope that anyone who listens to this that is interested will definitely reach out because it's a life changer. It's very, very interesting, very important um, aspect of your existence. Thank you so much. So. Good luck with that. We'll be here for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Thanks, Sheila. Harry, did you have something you wanted to add? No, I'm all good. Thank you, Sifu. I, I contributed <laughs> plenty today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Harry. Yeah. Well, it was your original topic there that we oh, started. There you go. Too. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So, Art, oh, sorry, Art. Go oh, ahead. No, I was just going to say that um, Harry's Harry's contribution was was a big part of it and I appreciated that. It really helped um, you know, bring things to mind and more to, to work on and realize. Cool, absolutely. The, uh, um, the, uh, so last, I guess our last promotional from our word from our sponsor there is that we do have clear Tai Chi online. And so, yeah, so everything that we've talked about, um, the, the knowing uh, program, Dong Jing and E, um, and, and how to build those Ting skills and how to develop that into knowing um, that program, the, uh, the clear internal push hands program, the game for how the, like the, the kind of framework that we use the most for developing those skills longer term. Um, and you know the fastest and the, the best and the and the most and all of that the the internal push hands game and all of the curriculum for it and just our tai chi program what we do 
for our you know everyday students that come in for classes twice a week and how we take them from beginner on up through the steps and start building these skills and put them into a Tai Chi form and a real Tai Chi program. All of that stuff is available at clearmartialarts.com um, and, uh, and you know, check out the, the store page for the many different courses that we have available. Um, the, uh, the practical guide to internal power is on there as well. That's a free course that you can get some hands-on experience with internal power and see for yourself what it is, you know, how, how much of it you can kind of tap into right away and all of that, all of that, all of the material that we've talked about today and so much more is available at clearmartialarts.com. So go check that out. Thanks guys. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you, Sifu. I'll talk to you before. Thanks everybody. Take care. And yeah, and we'll end the recording and then Phil. And I had a question as well. Yep. And now a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The practical guide to internal power is a work at your own pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from zero to 60 as quickly as possible, and it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com.